0: And so we're doing all this attribution, but, but we haven't designed the system we're supposed to attribute it to. Hello and welcome to the Black Line podcast. Mike,
1: January's over. I know. In the blink of an eye. I'm still
0: writing 2019 on my checks. Yes. And we're already in February.
1: Do people still use checks? By the way, do we still write things on checks? Uh, every once in a while, I would say. But yeah, a that, checkbook lasts for for a long, long time.
0: Um, I was gonna say, is that still a thing?
1: So, um, man, before it, we get into it, you see, Amazon's now—they're uh, trying to depose Trump <laughs> for the loss of uh, their their uh, big uh, ten billion dollar cloud contract. <sighs>
0: Here
1: you go. That'll be a. Regardless of politics, it's just uh <laughs> fucking tech industry, man.
0: Uh, uh, but you know what, Mike? It's guaranteed to be a good week this week. Guaranteed. You know why, don't you? Yep.
1: Uh, pitchers and catchers report to uh, spring and training.
0: report, baby. That is the real New Year's. Yep. That is the renewal and spirit and. Um, actually the nats just came out with their uh promo schedule the first five days are all about um they're calling it champions week so they're uh, they're doing the banner the first day they're doing rings the second day um they're doing a davy martinez bobblehead on the fourth game oh cool so so good stuff good stuff so anyways you know, being that it's coming up on baseball season, being that baseball is all about uh, measurements, analytics, um, I've had...
1: Banging trash cans.
0: Banging trash cans. Um, I've had probably more conversations about Moneyball with, with companies in the last two weeks than, than I'd had in, in, in quite some time. It seems to go in spurts where the concept of Moneyball uh, comes up. So I thought it might be a good time for us to revisit one of our favorite subjects and that's um, measurements, metrics, analytics, attribution. Um, so you saw that uh, HubSpot last month announced the uh, rollout of their new marketing attribution product. By the way, as a side note, I always get confused when HubSpot announces new things. And then I have to remind myself that, oh yeah, I get early access to so much stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you had already seen it for, uh, I don't know. for months and played with it. I, I don't know what's in the product or what's not in the product anymore.
0: Um, so um, HubSpot announced their uh, their new marketing attribution uh, module. Um, it seems to be that people are talking attribution ad nauseum again. What's your take on attribution?
1: Uh well, I mean, we could we could talk about attribution. I think for probably hours, um, and it would be an interesting debate. But we have and I don't, I, I, you're right. I don't think we would actually come to a uh, come to a conclusion. I, you, would, I mean, you would come around to agree with what I said. It yeah. well, I mean, well, th- that's probably true because we 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 probably have a lot of uh, similar thoughts on it. I mean, I one of the reasons why attribution I think is continuing to rear its head again is. <laughs> executives want to try and measure the roi of of things they're doing they're investing a tremendous amount into marketing etc and they want to they want to understand deeper what you know how is marketing contributing to the bottom line um i think on the opposite end of the spectrum marketers feel pressure to say hey look at me look at all the things that i've done to drive roi for the organization um so i think you're seeing it on you know kind of both ends on one side i want to i want you to explain to me the roi and on the other end it's self preservation
0: does attribution give you roi uh
1: i guess it, it, it i mean i I'm it not, depends I, on the definition I'm not of, actually trying of to be- right no it, it depends on the on the definition of 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 roi like hey I attribute this happening, therefore the money that I spent on this campaign, this component, this new process, this new whatever, we can attribute the success of an outcome.
0: So I, 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 I had a conversation with somebody I, um, that, that's building um, an analytics package and they're trying to do their thing on, on attribution. I said, you know, I think one of the mistakes that, that marketing attribution reports make is I think that, you know, they, they assign dollar values. Yeah. Um, now, you know, my first problem is that, that I don't think, I think attributing marketing to closed sales um, is, you know, um, unless it's a piece of, of other things that are also being attributed, which they're they really are. Um, you know, gives you an awful lot of false signals, but, but outside of that, um, I think it would be, I think it would be better if attribution were reported as a percentage and not as a, um, and not as a dollar figure. What do you think about that?
1: I agree. Why do you agree?
0: Cause um, that bores everybody in the audience right. to know that you agree.
1: <laughs> because there is no one, like, Okay. Let's be clear here. We're talking about B2B not really business-to-consumer or direct-to-consumer businesses because I think I'm there's talking a, about any a little bit more. Well, then that's going to create an even more difficult uh, conversation. Um, that's what we're here for. Yeah, but I think B2B is, it, from a percentage perspective, is, uh, is the way to go. Whereas in B2C, I think it's a lot easier to attribute Revenue to things that marketing is doing because in the b2 b space there are so many different touch points that I'm, typically happen
0: i'm suggesting and- that if you took the same thing as dollar attribution and instead of saying this piece of content contributed three hundred and sixty eight thousand four hundred and twenty two dollars twenty three cents to first touch attribution that um, i don 't even remember what number I gave that's how much I made it up what number did I just say three 300- hundred 43,000 or whatever.
1: Did so you give a percentage? Right. But typically B2B organizations have a have, there's more touch points to getting But a, you're a you're missing my point.
0: Sold. You're missing my point. Right? I, I you're 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 getting into the causality which I I agree with. I'm saying that if you reported it as a percentage, so let's say so let's just say $400,000 to make it simple on a million dollars. Right? Report that as 40% first touch attribution you generated a million dollars that had 40% percent for such attribution because when you look at attribution numbers and the and the total is always changing what what does that mean that it actually becomes yeah, very I, hard to take away and I, and so i'm saying that applies to b2c b2b b2r r2r okay i see what you're saying so you
1: could yeah you in b2c the attribution could be a single event could have up to 80% 90% attribution whereas in the b2b space the numbers are typically so going to be far less.
0: No, whatever dollar number you put on it, just divided by the total dollars.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I get what so you're saying. So it could be 100%. Right, right.
0: In this. I mean, I don't... Um,
1: but in know. the B2B space, you're you're rarely going to find some marketing channel that that you can attribute 100% to.
0: I think you can really find that in...
1: You're just being honored today. You were in a bad mood no, when I, No, got I... On I no, I'm not I'm I'm not in a bad mood at all. It's I'm I'm actually in a, in a great mood. Today's been a Holy today's cow. been a good day.
0: Holy cow. Um so why do you think see, so I know that there's a lot of demand um, on marketers to report attribution. As a matter of fact, it's been described to me by some people that are building products as it's must have marketers are demanding it because their executives are demanding that they get um, yeah,
1: it's absolutely. It's self-preservation within well, our organization.
0: So, so what, what I'm suggesting is that it is a symptom of the problem.
1: Absolutely. Exactly.
0: So what, what do you think the real problem is that, that is causing the demand for attribution? Cause I think attribution gets applied improperly and I'm going to share a take in a minute. I was going to share it to get you riled up, but you're already there. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think the real cause is?
1: Uh, I, I, I think the real causes is, is executives want to understand output from different parts of the business in sales. They have a very, and again, right, wrong, or indifferent. And, and most of the time in sales, you are, how much revenue did you generate? It's, it's a black and white. People are always looking for a black and white answer. And I think, unfortunately, in marketing, I think that is probably the one discipline that is almost impossible to do. There, there, there is no black and white true there's answer no, in marketing. There's no black and white true answer in sales. Yeah, but, but, but uh, right. But there is a perceived black and white in sales. Wait. Did you make your number or didn't you make your number?
0: Well... Did you hit your marketing SLA number or didn't you hit your marketing SLA number?
1: Well, I can guarantee you go into nine out of 10 organizations and then you go to the VP of sales and say, did they hit their SLA number? And the VP of sales is going to go, hell no, they didn't. And then they go to the VP of marketing. No, they're not. The VP of sales is going to go,
0: I have no idea. What's their SLA number?
1: Well, true. (laughs) Yeah in a partially aligned organization, they, they, they may. But oh, every-
0: come on. What percentage of companies actually have and manage and monitor a real SLA?
1: They don't. Most don't. Right. There, so, there so are not- some that do. Yeah. There, 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 are, are, there do. are a yeah. few there, that there, do. there is. A, yeah, there, there's always exception to the rule. I agree with that. So let me ask you this. Would
0: you agree that you need to have a marketing SLA, a marketing and sales SLA um, for marketing attribution or now but before you consider marketing attribution analysis?
1: Um, I think you should probably start thinking about the framework of the attribution and then bring that to. What does
0: that mean? The framework of attribution? I don't think anyone. what, What are we
1: measuring? What, what is it that we're measuring? What can we actually measure that we can bring to the VP of sales and say, okay, what SLA can I hit? But hold, on, people, hold on. Those are two, two different things.
0: Marketing attribution and SLA are two different things.
1: Okay. Well, I thought that was your question.
0: No, what I'm saying is if, I mean, so, so I agree that, that the attribution, the, re, the reason there's so much demand on attribution is that executives want to know they're spending more and more money. And even if they weren't spending more money, it's like, okay, we're spending money. How is this working? Right. And, and, and there's been the promise, uh, by the way, I think it's a, uh, I think it's one of the worst things that ever got said. And I said it, they said the promise of digital John Wanamaker used to say the problem I have with, by the way, everyone gets it wrong. Cause he says the problem I have with marketing, he did not say that. He said the problem I have with advertising, because in the 1800s, when he said it, we didn't really call it marketing. He said, the problem I have with advertising is I know I'm wasting half the money I spent on it. My problem is I just don't know which half. And we now say in the digital world, you no longer need to know that you'll now know to the penny, what is, um, so, so a, we, we we pumped a false promise, but, but I agree. It's, you know, I want
1: to know. But that's also the, that's also the marketing automation companies, the attribution companies that are just feeding that beast like no other. And where's all of that coming from the billions and billions and billions of dollars that are being fed into them by venture capitalists.
0: Right. Okay. Let's let's say so, focus on Let's say focus on on here today. But you asked where the problem came
1: from. No, 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 no.
0: I said, what's the symptom of the demand for attribution? Okay. Okay. The okay. symptom is, I, I I want these numbers from my manufacturer. My, my manufacturing team can tell me where's the money me, going yep. and what's yeah. And what are we getting for it? You're saying sales can um, lie to me in a way that's easy for me to believe. That's yep. what you said.
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: Which I'm going to say is not a healthy way to run a business. Nope. Um, And, and so marketing is trying to, you know, so, so we agree that that the problem is like how I think like the real question is, is how is marketing contributing to the business? And, and, and I think from a more evolved standpoint, how can we better allocate our resources so that it does more of the things that, that are working? And so my question is, given our earlier conversation, before marketing attribution is, it before you should be asking about marketing attribution, shouldn't you, if you don't have a strong marketing and sales SLA, shouldn't, shouldn't that be the precursor? Like if you haven't solved that, then skipping that to go to marketing attribution um, is not a good, is not a smart thing to do. Would you agree with that statement? You should have a marketing, yeah, I, I, marketing sales well. That's SLA.
1: fair. Yep, absolutely. All right.
0: So it, I, I think, and you and I agree on this. Basically, I think, I think the symptom that's driving it is marketing attribution promises the idea of getting the answer without having to do any of the hard work. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think the underlying problem is marketing doesn't know how to talk about how they're contributing to the business. They don't know how to talk about where, where the bottlenecks are or, or where the clog points are. Like a clog, a clog point is a bottleneck that just needs to be cleared. Like a bottleneck is a bottleneck. A bottleneck you know, requires a structural change to happen. A clog means there's something that's not working the way it should be that's creating a, that's creating a bottleneck that doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and the reason is I think that I think there are fewer than the companies that have SLAs are the companies that have actually mapped out the key elements of what their customer acquisition customer success process is. So they don't even know what input is connected to what output is connected to the next input is connected to the next output, which is why we
1: look at first
0: touch last touch, um, See, what is it? First touch, last touch. That's interesting. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's an interesting perspective of everybody's looking for the easy answer without having to do the work, without having to do the hard work. And, And you're right. It does stem from just, do you even have an SLA in place with your sales organization? But I'm just going to say something before you have an SLA.
0: I'm going to say, do you even have a map of what your customer acquisition business process actually looks like? Because I, yeah. I got to tell you, um, have you ever seen the documentation that a manufacturer or a service company has to do t- to get ISO certification?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, just because you want to put it in search of ad, you have to like go through all kinds of, right? I mean, it's like you have to document precisely, like you're, you're basically filling out patent paperwork. Yep. Right. Your, are you know, this input connects to this output. This is how these things work. This is the repeatable process, repeatable process. This is where the variance occurs. This is how we handle variance. These are, right. And and, I mean, you, you think about some of the manufacturing that gets done today, it's, it's every bit as complicated. There, you know, it used to be that manufacturing was a pretty simple linear process, right? You were, t- today that's not really true. I mean, you look at some of the advanced manufacturing that takes place. Um, you know, it, it, it's still closed loop, so it's not the same thing, but you, you would, you know, your, your, your VP of operations, your VP of manufacturing, your plant manager, they wouldn't be reporting any of the things that they're reporting. We wouldn't be attributing and, and, and optimizing and Six Sigma-ing um, our, our operations if we didn't map. Like, you can't Six Sigma something that's not mapped. Now, please, for those of you that are listening, I'm not suggesting that the Six Sigma process applies to sales and marketing. I'm saying the underlying idea of of an engineering, you know, I would say totally quality management. See, I would say TQM would apply to sales and marketing. Uh, Six Sigma doesn't apply to sales and marketing because Six Sigma is all about eliminating variance, which by the way, is what attribution analysis kind of has a tendency to do. Um, Right, you, you... I'm falling. Yeah, no, I'm falling. Right. And, I, and, and, and I so, you know, I, I, I was talking to a client today and I said, look, I mean, and by the way, this is a $200 million company that I was talking to today, um, 80, 90 salespeople. I, I can't run a win. I can't run a win rate analysis. All we can do is argue that, I mean, we got, I got one division that's reporting a 75% closing rate. The industry average is probably like 22%. They're, they're showing 75%. Yeah, there's,
1: I mean, it's a, like, a, there's, there's some sandbagging going on. Well, it, yeah, or, I, or, I, or, or it's the fact of, hey, me as a sales rep, I'm not putting it in CRM until correct. it actually means something. Correct, like, correct. You know, I mean, I've, I've done a hell of a lot more prospecting and things like that. But then, at the end of the right. day, that's not what you're being gold on.
0: Well, you know, I, we, we, we did a win rate analysis on a company, and um, it showed that their average, average days in a, um, in a one, in the deals that they won was 30 days the average days in loss was 93 days. And the average days of the deals that were currently in their pipeline was 182 days. Right. It, it it meant, you know, and, and, I mean, reps admitted it, Uh, you know, I never, I didn't get around to putting it into the CRM until I had to give them a quote. So they had to put the deal in the CRM so they
1: can run a quote on it. I already had my three X quota in, in CRM. So why keep, why keep. uh... Yeah. Now, now I get, I get.
0: By the way, that you know, when when you throw those numbers at reps or at marketers, um, like a bat, like a sword, like a whip, then 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 we look to hide, right? the The problem is,
1: and most attribution tools are built to allow you to 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 hide.
0: Co- correct, and 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 so they, they end up. They, they end up doing a lot of, of, of disservice and I, and I know you know that uh, but the the, the problem was, so what I said to this client today was I'm like you guys are I mean you guys are just flying blind you know uh, you know they, they got they got one head of their division one sales head of the division they're up like 40 they were up 40 percent last year and he's like well you know doug the problem's going to be He's gonna insist that he knows exactly where they are. I'm like, well, yeah. He he got forty percent growth, and by the way, they got good salespeople. He's a good sales leader, and and they grew by brute force. All right now, he represents less than ten percent of the overall company, um, but I'm still like, like, how does he know? How do you know that you're on on point? How do you know that forty percent, like forty percent's good? But I don't know. Maybe you had the opportunity to be seventy percent. So
1: yeah, but I mean, so but the, here here's the question, and and this the, I'm saying this f- for real. How many of us in sales and marketing, and, and quite frankly, just like in the business world, tell lies hoping it becomes true? And I'll give you a, I'll give you a real. We all example, do. It, yeah, because it, it it just it just became. Like, it reminded me of a conversation that I was having with a friend of mine. It it had to have been five years ago. And he was working for the ultra-hot tech startup that was in the cybersecurity space. He was working a $5 million deal. It was at one of the largest banking institutions in the world. And again, there's hacks happening everywhere. Well, they went in, and they had been doing a proof of concept. They had identified that some data leakage was occurring during the proof of concept using their technology. They then brought it to the chief information security officer and said, this is going to cost you $5 million to fix. Here's how we're going to fix it. Here's the deployment. Here's the technology that you're going to need. And it's going to solve all, the, all these other problems for you. You know what the CISO said? Get the fuck out of my office. And then he comes back and finds out the reason why the CISO was so scared is because he had just gotten a $10 million budget approved by the board, had already spent it all, and then this vendor comes in and identifies you have a huge threat detection in your environment. Well, that guy can't go back to the board and tell the board, whoa, that 10 million bucks you gave me, I spent it in the wrong place, it's all gone, I need another five million to solve the problem. So I'd rather just kind of sweep the issue under the rug and hope it just never propagates itself high enough, and if it does, then I'll get fired. That's what's happening across the industry. Unfortunately, it's probably happened for, for, for every business. Um, and, it's, and again, it just comes back to all of us sometimes tell lies and hoping they either come true or they don't come true.
0: Yeah, I don't understand what – I mean, I understand the story. Yeah. I'll admit I, I've lost the point.
1: Well, no, the point is that the guy is telling himself a lie and hoping it doesn't come true. Like he's, he's telling himself that, Oh, well, I already spent all the money to solve all the issues. He's telling that he's telling the lie to the board that I already spent all the issues. I've covered all the, our, our threat detection, you know, everything. And he's hoping that the thing that got illuminated to him doesn't come true.
0: Okay. So connect that to attribution and analytics and, clearly i didn't do
1: a good job of it but it all comes down to like from a from a okay so then let's just say that threat did happen or that that they got hacked he would still tell the lie that I, I i didn't I, I, that was a vector that i didn't consider or i didn't I, I wasn't aware well
0: he he. i mean he he's made the calculation that it's better to hide the problem He he. What you're saying is he's basically made the calculation that if he shares the problem, he's fired, and if he hides the problem, and it gets and it and it gets um,
1: and and it never. And it gets exploited. He's fired. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean, hides the problem and it never happens. He doesn't get fired. Nothing happens. Right. Right. I mean, I. I, Well, and again, so it's like me saying I'm going to commit two million dollars. I'm either going to hit the two million or I'm not.
0: Well. Well, right. Well, that's, that's correct. Uh, but uh, my, my, my point is not about my point not about the rep though.
1: Right. No, no, no. It, my, it's, my, it's around attribution. So we'll bring it up. No,
0: no, no, no. My, my, my point is like, I I mean, we're humans are horrible at, at identity. yes, we see the upside. Uh, we, we greatly predict we have greater control. I mean, look, it, it gets back to this. I, I think that like I know I overplay how hard it is to grow a business, except I know that most businesses over time, they don't actually deliver any real Delta for the time energy. And like everyone would be better off investing, not everyone, but like 80% of people would be better off taking whatever their earnings are and putting it into an index fund and just letting everything <laughs> yeah. else take care of itself
1: absolutely um, and
0: and you'll perform better and it's like hey we we forget to give them 200 million to a billion dollars it it it's more than just good ideas and good people if it was just good ideas and good people there'd be a lot of there'd be a lot more companies getting there and and so like my my biggest concern around around um data and analytics and and act, and, and all all of these things are we're measuring more and more things and we're getting dumber as a result of it. We're, 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 getting increasingly myopic. The the part of the problem with attribution is we're, you know, every action that you take closest to the event, what, what you talked about in B2C, right? B2C has, has attribution on simple B2C, right? High volume, <laughs> low consideration transactions have, have yeah, that's greater attribution. Absolutely, very fair. Yep, absolutely. Right? Very fair. Yep. And, and, and so what we're doing is, you know, without realizing it, you know, those, like I, I joked around, we, we ran a last touch attribution and, and our number one last touch attribution asset is a sales email. And specifically, it's the contract email, right? <laughs> so we started a campaign, we just initiated it today and we sent everybody a payment link. Right. No, no one's filled. That's to get out.
1: all the attribution. Absolutely.
0: Um, And, but, you know, of, you know, of course, you know, I, I, would, I agree that has a high causation because if you don't send somebody a contract to sign, they're not going to sign the contract. It's, it's the same problem that, that we, it's why we thought closing was the most important part of the sales process. It's why we said you have to ask five times on average to get a yes. Right. It, it's because we, we looked at what was closest to it. Um, and, and what we're doing now, it, it's what we talked about with, with email, right? We no, longer, we no longer write good emails that get 6% click rates. We write to get 6% click rates. Yep. Right? And I, I, think, the, um, I, I think we also make another mistake. Like, and, the, and here's where I think the actual real symptom of the whole problem is. I think the real symptom for all the things that I said about not blocking and tackling and having your map and those things, I think the problem is it's not working. I think, I think if companies were spending money on marketing, and companies were spending money on sales, and they were kicking ass, and they were blowing their numbers off the door, and they were all happy, I don't think there would be this demand
1: for attribution.
0: For attribution. <laughs> right. Right. Now, I'm not saying that attribution wouldn't be helpful, wouldn't be smart, but we'd be certainly approaching it from a different place than we are. It wouldn't be, well, I need attribution because I need to report to my manager that we're, right. Um, I mean, the the purpose of attribution analysis is optimization.
1: Yes, correct.
0: The use Where of can it, I put more dollars? The the use of it is cover my ass.
1: Yep. Right. That's, that that, right. that is absolutely 100% what explains so today's world of attribution
0: so it's not working right here's the next thing that you know you show me a company that, that, that that's grown successfully over a sustained period of time i will show you stuff that they've done that makes no sense for them having done that like when i started blogging I, I, and i was blogging in 2005 mike i i, I always like to say i, was I know blogging, you're old i know i, know, I was I know. blogging before it was cool while it was cool and now that it's not cool again i've been through the full cycle Right. And I remember, I mean, I started blogging. I think I had three or four people in my company and, and I looked at the amount of time that I was taking blogging and and this is when blogging wasn't really a thing. Um, and you know, if someone had said attribute this, I, I would have like, if I had a, if I had raised money and had a board and they saw you mean you're spending 20% of your time writing blogs, do you know what you, do you know what your resource costs? There, there's no way that I would be able to justify that. But I also probably would have needed, you know, I actually did a calculation at one point. I would have needed like four times the number of people to, to do the things that we were able to do because we had this blog. And, and, you know, today we've got like 2000 blog posts, like no one will ever be able to, no one will ever be able to match my, my resource that didn't start blogging before 2005. Right. And, and so, I mean, I don't think there are a lot of people who, who care about data and, and, and key metrics more than I do, right? I mean, I'm, I'm by no means, uh, ah, the numbers, I don't need numbers, I got the eyeball test, right? But we got to get out of this idea that we need to measure everything, right? And, and then the, the other problem, too, when you look at analytics is what's the rhythm of analytics? Right, I mean, and so everyone talks about Moneyball. Everyone talks about Billy Bean. Actually, I was watching Billions yesterday because I, um, I was watching season three of Billions, and um, they're building um, a quant um, tool. And and um, what's his name? Oh my God, I can't believe I'm going blank on a uh, on on on, on Axe's assistant. Um, and he's like, oh, oh, Billy Bean. Billy Bean, Billy Bean never won a World Series. Billy Bean never won a World Series. Billy Bean never won a World Series. And then and then the um, the, the CIO goes back, yeah, Billy Bean never won a World Series, but Theo Epstein did, using the exact same rules that Billy Bean used. Right? And, and what everyone, of course, forgets is that not, not only did Billy Bean like, – like, they had a $25 million payroll when the Yankees had a hundred-some million dollar payroll. And you know, so you know, the Cubs had money and, and the algorithm. And then, of course, now everyone's copied. The yep. rules no longer has that, that same. That's the other thing, too, by the way. Um, It's the thing that cracks me up about all these out of box analytics. So the moment you create an out of box analytic, like I bet you there was a day that website traffic mattered.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And and today, right, yeah.
0: We talk about it as a vanity metric, right? I bet you there was a day it wasn't a vanity metric. Right, like if you knew what your website traffic was when no one else knew what their website traffic was, I bet you there was value there. But now everyone knows what their website traffic is, right? And it's like, you know, once it becomes out of the box, it actually loses its value. Um, I think it's Goodwin's law. The moment you take a, a measure and turn it into a target, it stops being a good measure, right? And, and the reason for that is, is we're taking things that, ha- that actually are, are measurements, it, it, they're, they're measurements that correlate, that coincide, that, that, that tend to track along with their, sig- as a matter of fact, they are signals, right? They're not the real thing, right? They're signals that tell you, well, well usually when, when the body is healthy, the blood pressure is in this range, right? So if the blood pressure is out of this range, then, then we should look into that, right? But it's not yep. that, and, and by the way, it's not just that, oh, well, the blood pressure is in a good range, so you're healthy, right? They're, they're signals, and, and, and we're, we're treating them like they're, they're the end all right? And, and so we're making, we're making more and more and more myopic decisions. And I think most people would agree that marketing and sales and companies today are less human. They feel less human than they did a decade ago. I think that's what most research shows. Is that? I agree. Yeah. It's and I think agree. if we had looked at it, and I think if we had looked at that number 10 years ago, I think we would have seen that people feel that businesses are feel less human than they did 10 years earlier. And I think if we had looked at that research 20 years ago, I think they would have said they feel less human than they were 10 years earlier. And, and I could go on, but I'm actually kind of beginning to annoy myself with, with that as well. And, and so we talk about personalization. We talk about, um, Bringing the human element, we talk about conversation. Like, have you been on a chatbot lately? Have you seen the chatbot lately? When's the last chatbot you talked to that you interacted with that felt conversational?
1: Yeah, they this. Okay, they're cool.
0: So, cool. so, so my point is the intent, like, I don't think anyone said, Hey, I'm doing, I'm looking to do a chatbot and I want to make it as, like, I want you to feel like you're in the Comcast Autodot. That's my objective with this chatbot. Right. Everyone has the intent of it being conversational. Right. So, so why is the intent? If anything, I think it's bigger actually 50 years ago, when maybe companies felt a little bit more human, my bet is no one was out there trying to make companies feel human. They just didn't have anything to look at. They could just be human. Right. Yeah. There
1: was nothing else to compare against. Right. Like
0: Betty had to answer the phone. So she was human. And so, she hadn't been given a script or anything, so she just was human, right? And so w- with all this intent, why do we continue to regress?
1: It, uh, I mean, it's an interesting question and it's, it, I think it's probably near and dear to most organizations trying to grow. There's just so much noise out there and people think that, well, if I can just do more, then I'll elevate myself above it. And I, 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 I I don't think that's the...
0: You know who does a phenomenal job of feeling human? Of a pretty human interaction that's automated? Um, Amazon. Unless you get too far into their back end.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Um, Zappos. Um, Starbucks. And, And they ebb and flow. Yep. You know what they all have in common? They all lots of
1: data and lots of analytics happening in the background. But 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 before that,
0: they have mapped out what the experience is supposed to be. Right? And and they have they have built the 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 plumbing and the engine in the back to make the experience feel right and and so if you're measuring but you don't have the components to know a where were you supposed to be um how was this supposed to work i mean c- could you imagine if, if amazon had a forecast the way most
1: organizations do? Right? Right? hey
0: <laughs> we need to get you know to, to get our next tranche of funding we need to well. Well, how do you know what the likelihood of that, like, you know, by the way, you know what everyone's talking about right now? And Oh my God, my head's going to explode. We're going to do a podcast on this. Forecasting is picking up. I'm like, I don't even think people actually know what forecasting is. Right. Um, and, and how can you forecast if you haven't mapped that mapped out? out? Right. So, so you, like, how do you know if if you're going from, from – if you're driving from Arlington to Houston and you need to be there by a certain time on a certain day, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's got some time. We can we can do a little sightseeing along the way. How do you know if you're ahead or behind?
1: Look at the map, and you've probably outlined where you're going. Well, you got to – well, you, you you not only look at the map,
0: but you look at the but map you and know you know how, track you it to where you're right. you you supposed to be by, by a certain time. And, so you got right. – Yep. you're probably using gps now and so you come to a place and now you got to drive through birmingham and, Bir- and and 30 miles outside of birmingham it says detour birmingham closed oh wait i got to adjust okay do am i we am i still on see course? that
1: site right exactly
0: right am i can i still write all but if you didn't do that and if you didn't know what time you had to be there and would you be able to make any of those decisions and, and, and so we're doing all this attribution, but, but we haven't designed the system we're supposed to attribute it to, right? And, and here's my sense. If we design the system, especially most of the companies that are, that are begging for it, I mean, I, you know... Um, you know, if you design the system, I think all of a sudden you'd start seeing the performance improvement and, and you would start elevating the conversation about where things were and what you were trying to do and how you were trying to do it. That, uh, well, A, a better attribution model would present itself because you'd actually have the data to to track against, to, to track against something real, right? But but suddenly, like, I don't think there would be the demand for you. You'd both have much better attribution analytics with less demand for the attribution analytics because you'd actually understand what you're trying to do and and I think that we're trying to decode what's happening and what we need to do through the prism of of this idea that something attributed to something
1: yeah it's excellent I mean I I don't have anything to argue there and and so it's like you know what
0: if you don't want to map it out then just Go balls to the wall and do all the shit that you can and you know kind of see what happens.
1: But spend tens of millions on uh ads or, and
0: <laughs> Well, you know, but, but see what I think is happening is I think There's I think sit adding...
1: against the wall and see what sticks, if know, I get, sticks. I
0: I get a bad rap if I say so myself. I get a bad rap that, that I make things too complicated. And I certainly embrace the complexity of things, but what I don't do, or what I at least try not to do is to embrace the complexity where there's not a gain for that. And so if, if we don't have the system to provide for a real set of analytics, then let's not introduce the complexity of what those analytics are. Um, I, like my, my organization of the future has a Rev- has a revOps group. RevOps is responsible for for data management and analytics management. And you know what their number one responsibility is? Data curation, right? I I don't want people to see the raw data, not because I don't want them to know what's going on. It's really interesting, like I want the transparency, but the difficulty is when we put a stimulus in front of a human being, the human being's impulse is to do something about that stimulus. Correct. Right? right. And, and so one month in, it's like, you know, I used to, I remember I, um, financial advisor, uh, one of the early recommendations I made, the stock like tripled in three weeks. And, and there was somebody who said to me, Doug, you got to take credit for that, man. You got to take credit for that. And I said, what do you mean? I got to take credit for that. What did I have to do with a triple? I had no idea it was going to triple in, 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 in weeks. He's like, yeah, man, but you know, that's how you get, that's how you get more clients. And I'm like, yeah, until the stock goes down for a reason I didn't know. Right. That's why we don't trust. That's why we don't trust our stockbrokers. Yep. Right. Um,
1: and,
0: and so if you're going um, if, to, if you're going to introduce that complexity of, 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 I'm sorry. So I was talking about the, you know, the the stimulus of, we got to be careful of of what are we, what are we looking at and when are we looking at it? And if you don't have the breakdown of, of what the, of what the manufacturing process is, if you will, what the, what the revenue generation process is, it's kind of like, Hey dude, I planted seeds here like three months ago and there's nothing here. And it's like yeah because you planted it in march
1: but but sit tight
0: and and it's like hey you know that well, corn. That, i mean that you're that, not supposed to is, pull that corn right, for like yeah, years right
1: and that that's a very th- that is a very i think a lot of these analytics tools make it and attribution tools and things like that make it far too easy for you to make the wrong judgment call based off of information that you have that's a day old or a trend that's two days old or even a trend that is three weeks old. It, it, there's seasonality factors, there's all so, these things. And the so tools the, unfortunately make it too easy for people to try and make
0: uh, So in the, in the 1990s, in the 1990s they did a study of um, stockbrokers, financial advisors, and they found that their investment performance sucked and they did much, much worse than the clients that they advised. And they were able to attribute what the number one reason was why financial advisors were, you know, their investment performance was far worse than the clients that they advised. Do you know what that was?
1: They were looking at things day to day.
0: They had the ability to put in an inner order without talking to anybody. Yeah. Put in a market order. Like there was nobody to say, you know, hey, I need to buy that. Hey, I need to sell that. There was no one to say, wait, pause for a moment. They could just go on their computer and, and, and hit buy, hit sell. The toughest lesson I learned as an advisor, and I see it every day as a, you know, in, in, in what I do now, nine times out of 10, that first stimulus to, to, to change something, it's the wrong stimulus, right? And, and so that curation is we have to be careful what, like data without context is dangerous. And, and I think that's where we're getting ourselves into trouble. And, and if you haven't built the model, if you haven't built the path, if you haven't built to some degree, the SLA, then, and then you bring attribution, well, now you're bringing data. And again, it could be an attribution report. It could be um, a leads or it could be anything, right? You're, if you're looking at data and you don't have context, then that's trouble. And, and I think where, I think for the last decade plus, we've been obsessed about data, and, and we've, our data has gotten so far ahead of, of our context that, it, that it's becoming increasingly perilous for companies, um, especially at the end of an economic cycle. But my advice to anybody listening is spend a little less time worrying, worrying about your analytics right now. Spend a little bit, spend a lot more time worrying about the context. And, and if you focus on the context, my bet is the analytics will improve just on that alone.
1: Without a doubt. Parting thoughts, Mr. Donnelly. Excellent uh, conversation. Again, I think this is why uh, attribution, uh, I, I really liked what you said about, you know, thinking about and mapping the customer journey um, and also reading too much in the data too soon. I think, like you said, if I, I mean, quite frankly, we're all guilty of it. Sometimes we look at data and we, 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 we just overanalyze it and that causes us to make poor decisions um every once in a while we'll get lucky um and then we feel like we're we're geniuses because we we made this inference from this data um but if i just use that same amount of time and mental energy and put it into mapping out some things that could have bigger impact like uh customer acquisition you know what what is the journey uh it, it can have a big a big impact.
0: All righty, everybody, that'll do it for this week's edition of the black line podcast. Um, Pitchers and catchers report. So uh, the sun is sure to be shining soon. Um, Natitude is back. Let's go for a, let's go for a repeat world champions here uh, with Washington nationals until next time, everybody go out and uh, do something interesting and important.
1: All Cool.